good day. <laughs> good day. I don't know how to pitch this. Technically, it goes out at sort of seven o'clock on a Friday, but anyone could be watching it at any time. So I'm just going to say hello and welcome to the whatever version of the shop, Social Hub of Positivity this is. The reason I'm saying whatever version it is because we're filming lots and then we're putting them in, uh, peppering them throughout the weeks to hopefully make a connection through the community, give people an outlet and also give um, a voice to some of the more um, harder to reach areas of the society and community. We, we, we've been doing a lot, not harder to reach or who don't have, they don't have that. And if you don't have that in your life, what have you got? Tell you what I've got. I've got one of the most popular, if not the most handsome men, besides myself, that I've ever met <laughs> in Chippenham or any other town. Anyone else from another town watching and say that you're better looking than him. We should do a whole, a whole uh, um, real gallery of, of this very lovely man, ladies and gentlemen, Maf Kofu. Kofu, Kafu, Kafafa. If you can pronounce it, you're going to win a little award this week, Matt Fadian, brother. I'm good, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Well, listen, I personally, you always, for me, you are the mayor of Chippenham. You are the mayor of Chippenham. Because I look like a horse. No, yeah. not, what, what are you trying to say? The mayor of Chippenham looks like a horse. Well, <laughs> that's just disgraceful. I would never say such a thing. Other towns have got. Oh, no, yeah, you, yeah, right. But um, when I say the mayor of Chippenham, as in you're the oh, the mayor as in a mayor. Oh, I get it. Sorry, because you know, because obviously yeah. the mayor could be insulted for that. Don't take any offence. I mean, take a gate, but don't don't take offence. <laughs> Math. We've done lots of projects together, but I've known you since, for me, back in the day when you and your band of married brothers used to. Did you live, coexist at Gold Diggers back in the day? We, yeah, we had three places we, we existed. We, um, in the summer would be the swimming pool, obviously, the open air pool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where's that gone, I wonder? That's, um, well, we were sort of in at the deep end there, but when we first went there, it was just like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And then in the winter time, we extend our college course for like another 10 years. <laughs> so probably spent 15 years at college. Yeah. And then the gold diggers come along and we never ventured much further than Chippenham then because it gave us everything we wanted as regards nightlife. Yeah. So, yeah. So give us a few of your uh, highlights of the old gold diggers days. Um, here's one here. That's one that's lovely. Yeah. And when I say highlights, let's show some photographs, Matt, you've got to give us some photographs <laughs> of the highlights that we're talking about. And I'm not just talking about on stage. But you guys actually that, that had the had the had the whole place, didn't you? And all right, old crack. We just talked to Jack Frost as well. What are yeah. memories of yeah. diggers? Yeah, we got memories in abundance, and this was before YouTube and Facebook and all these sort of social things before the internet. Well, when when, so, when social meant literally social, social when an interface yeah, was actually facing someone. Face to face, seeing yeah. the three D, you know, version of a human being. Bad breath and all. Yeah, and I am referring to myself. Yeah, it was um, a very uh, trendy town, you know, there was glamour and there was, you know, cool guys and great music and fantastic bands and so we were lucky, you know. Not, no mention of the women there, no, no mention of the women, which is ironic <laughs> for everyone that knows math. You no, know, what about all the fantastic people, just right across the board really, fantastic. 
Yeah, it was amazing. It, yeah. was, it was colourful, you know. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And the, anywhere you go, if you mention Chippenham, the, the reference would be yeah. to A, how good looking the mayor was, and B, how, um, how lovely gold diggers was. Was, you uh, little gold diggers beauties, yeah. you. you. Oh, tell me any highlights of people that you saw there besides yourself in the mirror. Anyone else that you saw that you thought, yes, I'm glad I was here tonight. Yeah, I saw John. Don't mention me because that would just be too embarrassing. Richard Branson, he was there all the Do time. Do mention me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you're not there yet. You're not. Richard Branson, remember, yes. He was there all the time. Yeah. He, like, Dick Pickle, remember we used to call him Dick Pickle. I don't know if anyone yeah. else did. Um, he jarred his neck, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, when he, when he crashed that boat. He crashed that boat. He crashed yeah, that boat. Yeah. And he came, he, came, he came to do the, the charity show and yeah. he said to me, so what were we rafting? I said, your boat. Yeah. I first saw I him at the, at the affair in Swindon before he took the gold eagle open and he said, he took it on and he said, uh, I said, I've just seen a documentary on you. And he said, oh, you're the one that watched it. <laughs> so he was, he was brilliant, right from the word go. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he was in a gold eagle. He's, he thought he owned the place. He did act like that. Yeah. He, which was a bit, a bit of the front, considering <laughs> technically you did. Yeah. I saw uh, John Hurt there. and uh, Yeah, that's right. I'd give him first aid, aid, I remember. Yeah. Oh, John Hurt. I thought he meant John Heap, who was on the door, Hurt, when he, yeah. when he ejected someone through no, the this door. No, John Hurt, he's like an actor. Oh, he was an actor. And he wasn't an animal. He was like the... I'm not an animal. You kind of are, though, John, aren't you? You look like a narwhal. Why do you call him the elephant man? Why don't you call him narwhal? Because he, he didn't have really a tusk. Small. That's why. Yeah. He looked big on a screen because yeah. he had quite a big TV. Yeah. But he was like very <laughs> small. And I said, Are you going to play the new th Tom Thumb? You know, so Rust Hamlin. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that really hurt him. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, John was hurt. <laughs> So yeah, they were all there, all there, you know. When did we do some jokes there. about John Savage? Yeah. Ruby Savage. <laughs> Throughout the years, I mean, I literally thought you were the mayor of Chippenham because I just always, always meet you on a bench somewhere in Chippenham, surrounded by all manner of people, which was always lovely. Yeah. I thought you were employed by the council, and it's a shame you're not, to do a consultation, yeah. you know, just to find out sort of about the quality of life in Chippenham. Um, it's changed a lot over the years. For the better, would you say? It's it's still nice. It's still a lovely place yeah. to be. Yeah, it's yeah. the hub. You know, it's central. Yeah. It will always be central. It's basically one street, so yeah. you're going to bump into people. Yeah. You know, if you're not a careful driver. Yeah. You can wear your mask over your eyes and decide <laughs> to drive, which you shouldn't, because that is absolutely against the law. Yeah. Unless you're Dominic Cummings, in which, of course, it's encouraged. I mean, I try. Oh, what I thought I'd do is I would uh, try to do some stunt driving. And they got me, you got to teach your kid, haven't you? Yeah, I'm all day, I'm doing stuff. I'm making up stuff about what's going on in the world for Boris, right? Who really doesn't know what's going on. So I'm making stuff up, right? And the weekend, I want to go for a long drive and risk my family's life. I'm Dominic Cummings! I love adventure. And that was a party little broadcast in the half of Dominic Cummings loves adventure. Oh, I'm driving through the air. Anyway, the reason on. why nobody took anything seriously under the lockdown was Dominic Cummings. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, partly, yeah, partly because I'm not being funny, but you remember when we were kids and we play off ground tea? You knew the rules. If you, unless you got off ground, you were took. With the pandemic, with the virus, it's like if you are in contact with anyone, you can you can catch it. What about vulnerable people? Whoa, they better not catch it. What do you think we should do, maybe? I mean, I was asking a melon 
what a melon thought we should do. So, oh, you know, what you've got to do, yeah? And I said, yeah. So you've got to make sure that no one comes into contact. So yeah. What about people coming from abroad? I don't know about them. They're not the same sort of people. Yeah. They just bring as many of them, and it's not the pain, just bring as many of them as you can because um, just like to keep the thing open. Anyhow, carry on. When, right. I, when I was a baby, I mean, I had an allergy for melons and it used to give me colic. So that obviously started me off on a melancholic sort of route. So. Da, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to tonight's show with You've done, since I've known you, lots of uh, different uh, hobbies. I mean, besides hanging around in your your speedos, and I'm not talking at the pool. You have, have uh, been doing a lot of filming, a lot of, um, on your phone, lots yeah. of uh, beautiful, f uh, to be fair, this guy, besides being the mayor, and um, knowing about the community, uh, what, and having the best priorities in, 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 uh, in their mind, um, you have developed photography and kind of cinematography, what do you call it, videography, isn't it? With the drone. Yeah. Drone scenario. Tell us a little bit, how do you get into that? Um, the drone thing, we always love Don't drone on though, mate. Right. Yeah. I've always loved photography, and me and Charlie Toyo went to the Angel one day, and they had the free magazines in there, like stuff, opened it up, and DJI were advertising a drone. Always loved aerial photography, you know, what, you mm. know, love the picture in the museum, the one on the wall there, could study that for hours, and work to Gazette would publish, maybe, couple of times a year they would have That's right. aerial photography yeah. which yeah. I loved it and you know that long. their budget was so small that it wasn't a helicopter it was actually a photographer catapulted over Wiltshire yeah they, <laughs> they used 14 photographers back to you mate sorry but about that I just I, I know the bloke that did it and he was like a human cannonball and he was like on 30 quid a day plus a bit of mileage but when they sacked him, they couldn't find anyone of his calibre, you know? Huh? He doesn't but, do this professionally, by the way. He just makes it up on the spot. This is what I'm talking about. Why... It, OK, I'm starting a campaign. Math Kafafel, yeah, for Mayor of Chippenham. We need this guy. Carry on, mate. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this opened up Stuff magazine, which I wouldn't normally buy. It's about five Yeah. So I looked at there and I thought, I've got to get that. And they were, like, quite expensive at the time. Yeah. Um, so I did it and they were pretty basic, you know, the gimbal was shaky, it wasn't that. Just explain to anyone yeah. who doesn't understand that, because gimbal sounds mildly BSM-y, doesn't it? Yeah. BSM, what is BSM? Well, school probably, yeah. yeah. Sounds a little bit like that, yeah. yeah. What's a gimbal? A gimbal is a, holds a, a camera st stable, it's a yeah. stability uh, gadget and it was incorporated in drones uh, and GoPros and now it's built into your iPhone now, in the last couple of iPhones, got it's got stability in there now, but it's got, so you don't need a gimbal now, you can do it with software, but before it was a mechanical thing for keeping it, keeping the camera still, right. where everything else moves, yeah. the camera would stay still. Yeah. So the, the early ones didn't have that, um, so some of the early footage was terrible, and it's like, you don't even want to look at it, because it's so bad, but it's, priceless because you know buildings were being demolished and developed and stuff like that which I try and yeah, keep on yeah. top of you know you keep on top of the buildings that have been demolished the buildings, yeah. that's got to be yeah. a health and safety hazard yeah. ladies and gentlemen don't try that at home don't try it if your home's been demolished by the council 
because partly they won't have consulted you about it because they like to build things. What about that multi-story car park? I know you've done a piece. Yeah. Should, we, should we put a piece that you're... you're uh, we've got to put some, we're going to put some drone yeah. footage of, of uh, stuff that we've worked together on, as we've talked about in a minute. What do you think about that multi-story car park that's been built where once there wasn't one? It was condemned before it has even started. You know, Moncton Park, people don't like anything happening in Moncton Park. You know, they're sort of very precious and very, you know, territorial. Well, I mean, I think, uh, I get it, uh, that, yeah. that people generally want... Well, at least they want to be consulted if there's going to ch change happen. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, and I will research this, or I won't research this, get someone to research, if there was a proper consultation that took place for that to happen. Because if it wasn't, I think it should be demolished by the very councillors that, that allowed it to happen without consulting the very constituencies. But what do you think? I think they've done a brilliant job. Brilliant job of, <coughs> of consulting? No, constructing it. Yeah. Finishing it. Yeah. I think it's, um, you know, cameras everywhere. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's not the easiest thing to manoeuvre, but the top deck, for me, is like... Are you talking about a drone now, or, <laughs> or the, the car park? about the car park. Yeah. yeah. The top deck is... is it got, is it's it... like being on top of a ship. Yeah. So it's an unobscured view for 360 yeah. degrees. Yeah, which is so, just what we need in Jupiter. Yeah, which overlooks the park. Yes. It doesn't really disrupt Moncton Park so much. Okay, so you're a fan. I'm a fan, yeah. You're a fan yeah, of it. Yeah, I, I started liking it. As soon as it started clad in it... Yeah. Started giving a bit of an aesthetic. Yeah, I, I quite liked it. And once so, I, so I, I think, I think, regardless of its aesthetic, I mean, has it got just interesting? Has it got uh, solar panels on the roof? What would you want them for? Just for the lights and it's got uh, photoelectric cells, so yeah. the lights are off. Brilliant. brilliant. As you go up, the lights fantastic. come on. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, they go on. Yeah. So that's, how, a, that's energy saving. How are they powered? They're powered with electricity from from the grid. Yeah. yeah, what so I'm saying is, big space, even if, they, even, see here's my point, basically, yeah. I, I think it's great, if you like the look of it, I, and that's really, that's really cool, yeah. I think I'm talking merely about the idea of non-consultation, I don't think it's appropriate for councillors, many of them, to be fair, are fantastic people, give of their time, but don't know a lot about things, yeah? Uh, you know what I mean? They're not specialists particularly, so the idea that they would go ahead with the construction without talking to people yeah. is a dangerous yeah. precedent. Well, and we've had da dangerous precedents. We had Donald Trump and he's a dangerous precedent and he nearly killed everyone. We don't want that to happen in Chippenham just because the councillors don't know how to talk to people. Carry on, I'm glad that you like it, because you like Chippenham, like, you're a man of Chippenham. And I like presidents, you know, the butter, yes. the butter is fantastic. The butter, the, the cheese, cheese is nice. I've gone off oh, dairy products though, I'm on plant-based. Look at and game John changes. Fitzgerald and Gerald Fitzjohn. Well, so, I'm not surprised they're compatible. Yeah. Modern love, da -da 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 -da, modern love. Quick aside, yeah. this is the wonderful Caroline, you know Caroline Catamon, don't you? C Caroline, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is, how brilliant Caroline, is this piece yeah. of art? That's sweet. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Is that one of those over there as well? No, that's, that's all Alex, Alex's, Alex Moran's. That's it's fantastic, it. isn't it? I love that one. It looks almost fucking that, that one there? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love it as well. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That oh, is. Mate, hands yeah. off, I think. Oh, Harriet Wyatt stuff. Brilliant. Oh, there's just loads. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Melodies. We've got Ryan. 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 Ryan Whiteside. Sorry, I've got up there to go because I always want to call him Whitstable. I don't know why. I think, yeah. I think, I think I'm thinking of Kent. Anyhow. Here's the crack. 
Hang on, right. Go on. Where would they put the solar panels? There's no roof, it's an open top. Where would you put the solar panels? I mean, seriously, mate, I've got places that you wouldn't even imagine you put solar panels. I'm just wondering what's on top. Yeah. You've been there. You've got I've a clip. Can we put your clip in? You put my clip Tell you what, we're going to put your clip in yeah. now. It's all downhill from there. <laughs> Math, we've known for years, as I say. Back in the day, he was being photographed, let's face it. Now he's doing lots of photography. We, we've really uh, been very fortunate. Also, your fantastic son. You've yeah. done fantastic stuff, not just with Can Do, but with the BBC all over the world. He's yeah. fantastic, isn't he's he? He's a lucky uh, boy, isn't he? Well, as I said, I don't yeah. know, is there anything such, such thing as luck? I'll tell you what it is, though. It's hard work, and this is a lesson for everyone out there who's thinking, how did Jack Kafuthul get to Kafuth and and to how did he get to travel the world doing the thing that he's particularly good at? And it, it, it's hard work, yeah. lots of diligence, lots of hard work, but what an absolute fantastic it's human being. All my cameras and do all this stuff, and it was created. My daughter's like the same. Yeah. She, yeah. she never developed it. He was developed the cameras, yeah. didn't develop yeah. digital. So, digital. And things were so black and white years ago. But anyway. Let's focus yeah. on Jack doing the camera, you actually, you and I'm, so in, in a way it's interesting that all of all your, or both of your children, uh, uh, the ones that you know about, uh, have uh, uh, acquired lots of, um, lots of fantastic, they're good looking kids as well, which is good, it's handy, at least prove there must be something to connect it with you, because <laughs> it can be awkward, couldn't it? I love all my kids, you know, Of course. Do you know Boris Johnson? <laughs> no. You march too in touch with the people there, to be Boris Johnson. I like Boris Johnson. So do I. Just not as Prime Minister. Yeah. I just think that he's probably out of his depth. When he woke up, he went, do you know, the more I think about this, the less I know about it. Uh, I can't even do my hair. What am I supposed to be doing like a pandemic? I don't want to talk about pandemics. We want to do unnecessary things like HS2. Destroy the whole world and give our mates contracts. But you can't deny his popularity. You, you know, cannot deny that. You, he, yeah. well, yes, he certainly did. And if I was a member of the Conservative Party, and I had to choose from that absolute fantastic, fantastic array of talent, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be able to... I, I wouldn't be able to go on with my life. What about Keir Starmer, then? Forget it, mate. <laughs> no. You want a I mean, good bit of opposition? No, 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 yeah. no more party politics. No. Not, not you, we can yeah. talk about it all day long. Because that's the point, isn't it? We're always taught not to talk about politics or religion. And I've found out since I've got older and wiser that the reason why they don't want you to talk about it is because if you talk about it, even for 10 minutes, you realise that most of it's a lot of cacawoopee. There's not a word in the dictionary called cacawoopee, but I'm going to put one in. 
We're going to show some footage of some uh, drone work that MAF did for us up in Northumberland. Um, I think the first one we'll show is from First Class, which has got thousands upon thousands of hits. We've got lots of feedback from television companies and we're developing it, as you know, as a film, which we start to film, we were going to film up in Northumberland. Big shout out to My Life Productions and all the good people up in Annick in Northumberland again to do this project. But a little quick aside, well, let's see, let's see some of Math's work. A neon pretend, you hate my guts, you know I'd love you to look at me as much. My fire face in a fake black coffee right? it holds my sleeve in your hands trying to talk to me. got to the location, um, I looked at the weather, we had a big crew and we had lots of people, and Math was doing uh, on his own solo work with the old, the old drone, and I looked at the weather, we got there quite late and we struggled to get into our uh, accommodation, <laughs> that's just, it's another story, it's in the book, uh, it will be in the book though, which has got all about sustainable development, all about the local government and, and how they have and haven't done what they're supposed to have done over the last many years, anyway. We got up there. I look at the weather, um, but because he, he's driven all the way up there, I'm thinking to myself, I cannot ask this man to get up at this time, but this is possibly the only time we will have sun to be able to do those shots you've just seen. As it turned out, I got up and I thought he was still in bed. I asked uh, one of the producers where, <laughs> if Matt forgot, he said, Matt, he said, he's been up, he's been out, he's filmed, he's done all the footage. He's thinking, he's, he's, I think you were, I don't know, you know you've gone for a walk or something, you were just yeah. relaxed and I went, wow. This was probably about half seven, eight o'clock. Yeah. Wasn't it? It was even, probably wasn't even that. That's the sort of guy you get, as well as driving all the way up there. And what a great crack, wasn't it? <laughs> that was Did we have a great yeah, crack yeah. doing that? That was fantastic. Sorry, I just reminiscent. Yeah. We, can, we can see some scenes of it just to, to, to get, you, get the idea of, of what a good uh, project. Now, the other project that Math, oh, it's funny enough, we also filmed in Northumberland. We like a we like a little jaunt up to Northumberland. Yeah, we like it. Yeah, we're sort of familiar. So I'm going to show. I want to show in this this segment some of Math's other skills, which are, as you'll find, acting in front of the camera as well as drone work. He was actually doing the drone work on the thing, but one one of the main <laughs> one of the main characters for the film. Dog. Hello. Sorry to bother you. Um, I've got my van here. I parked it on your driveway. Um, it's broken down. I need to get apart. I need to get into town. So is that okay to? Is that okay to leave my van here while I just walk into town? That would be absolutely fine. You can leave your yeah, van thank here. You. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. No problem. Yeah. Okay. That was really big and I love Croatian football. Bilic. I love a Modric. I love a lot of the uh, a lot of the players from your neck of the woods. Yeah, cool. What do you call a dog with no ears? I don't know. 
You call it what you want, it can't hear you. <laughs> Ding dong. Come on in. <laughs> you must be Matt. Yeah, I'm Matt. This is um, Gelder. Gilda. 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 I'll show you around the rest of the house, I'll show you upstairs. I'd, yeah, I'd love to see you. Um, you don't really need that. Um, do you want to go to the shops? You go to the shops, don't you? Yeah. Let me get, let me give you somebody. You go to the Go to the shops. Oh, yes. Wow. And get what you want. Five okay. pounds. Yeah. I'll see you in a couple of hours, maybe. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Do you need to take your key? You give her the key. Yeah, you'll be okay, won't you? Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. If you need some more money, uh, wait till tomorrow. And I have to say, we again <laughs> see this is like, see, thank, thank goodness, thank goodness he can actually use the camera because it'd be very, you know, oh, Matt, can you come on this shoot with us because you're a great laugh. I mean, it's a good idea to have people that are great laugh, but having a brilliant skill as well. What do you think? Would you be in, into doing more of that? More I've film? Yeah, I was, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was one of the things I've never done. Great location, um, yeah. you know. I was inspired by the people around me, and it was just—I just thought it was fantastic. It was an absolute yeah. joy, absolute joy. You guys all right? Okay, I just want to say a quick shout out to all the crew at Can Do Arts, uh, Rebecca and Louis. Louis, Louis. Oh, oh, you know you're really busy. I want to say that's entertainment, Libby. That's entertainment. And I want to say, um, when the pandemic, when the virus finally goes, yeah. besides <coughs> sitting on the bench and being, being surrounded by all manner of people, uh, in your new role as the mayor, math for mayor, it's just got a ring to it. Math for mayor. I'm going to say it from now. Wait, Mayor, how's it going? Uh, what are you going to do? What, what are your plans? The simplest things. The simplest things. Going to a cafe and sitting there and watching the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the, the things that I've missed, you know. I love the car boot sales and the charity shops. And How many car boots have you got now? <laughs> I've had a problem with it for like 25 years. Uh, I just love it, you know. I'm an early riser. Get up and do a bit of filming. Yeah. So I've substituted that in what I do now, um, filming. Because you're, you're quite, you're quite uh, well known for those of, of the many people that know you around Chippenham for uh, like a little bit of travelling. Now a lot of people who have been locked down have actually literally been pulling their eyes out and understandably so and that's why we, we need to put more money into local uh, community initiatives, not distributor roads not ridiculous housing projects. We need to invest in people, their minds, their well-being, young people, middle-aged people, old people. We have got a pandemic or, a, or a, a tsunami of really bad things, unemployment, everything coming out. We ain't got time for, for uh, projects that are gonna destroy our environment. Where were you? Math, for eight weeks. I went for, because the corridor was open, the travel corridor was open to the Canaries. Uh, so went to um, went to Tenerife for a week. Um, nice. With Suzanne, Suzanne had to come home because she's a teacher. So I decided to stay just a little while longer. 
Do they say stay just a, just a little longer? Did anyone actually say that to you? No one actually said that. They said, will you go or came that door and don't turn around now because you ain't welcome anymore. Oh, yeah. that's a bit hostile. Yeah. So yeah, I bought a push bike, stayed in a hostel with a sea view, the sound of the sea and just enjoyed it. And sort of, yeah, and then came back just before Christmas uh, to the family and that. So let me just, just, just go over this one more time. So you went to Tenerife for a week. How long How long did you stay? Just just the eight. Eight weeks. Yeah. Riding along on a push back, honey. So you've had a nice time then, haven't you? It's been lovely, yeah. It's been yeah. Lovely. And, uh, and it was also so lovely coming back. I missed it. I, I get homesick. And eight weeks is the longest I've ever spent away from Chippenham. It's equaled with the time I went to a kibbutz in 82. So when I came Did back, that kibbutz go kaput? A kibbutz was, um, it was proper communism. Proper Communi communism? Yeah, proper As opposed communism. to the illusion of communism yeah. that was put in, in China and Russia. Just for anyone that doesn't really understand what socialism and communism, I'm not into any isms, but it's never really, really been tried, is it? No. As a real concept. But it, everything was done equally, you know, the, yeah. the, the farm does well, so everybody gets a colour television, you know, so it's done and it's like a lovely, it was a, it was a kibbutz movement that doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Or, it has gone kaput. Yeah, that's gone kaput. The kibbutz um, has so gone kaput. Picking grapefruits up a tree, breaking a grapefruit in half. It's got to be a song in it. Breaking and then throw it at your friend who's picking on the other side of the tree. So, it's health yeah. and safety. You wouldn't yeah. get away with that these days, mate. <laughs> hey, you up there? Oh, what are you doing? You're up a tree, mate, and you're throwing things at other people. It gave me the Heebie -jeebie. addiction to travel. Yeah. Um, so that was life-changing thing. Mm. It, also, it taught me that I love travelling, but I love coming home. And wherever I go, you, I get home. I know I could get home. So it gave me that confidence to think that you know, travel is a way forward. So that was like a, a change, life-changing thing for me. Mm -hmm. Catapulted from there, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then when you were catapulted, were you taking overhead shots of yeah, the big gazette there, ladies and gentlemen? And we tie that into catapult photography. Okay, so you're, gonna, you're just gonna do simple things when, you, when, the, when the virus is gone. Yeah, I'm missing dancing. I dance. Yeah, you, you do. Know, I dance two or three times a week, do slot dancing. What sort um, of dancing was that? What sort of dancing? That's couples dancing, partner dancing, where you dance with a different person for every song wow. to modern music. Yeah. And it's a little bit older, probably, you know, probably 30 plus. Yeah. Um, there's massive movement. It's like mass weekenders, like seven major weekenders a year. Like, this, like the Northern Soul, have you ever seen in the no, Northern, Northern Soul? No, Northern Soul's individual dance. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm saying yeah. that, but that's a movement, isn't that's it? Check that movement, out, people, yeah. Northern movement. What's your movement then? This that is, sounds amazing. Yeah, this is real fun, I love it. It's like face-to-face dancing, purely fun. Got any clips? Have we got anything yeah, we can yeah, put on this? Yeah. And, and is there a place locally that people can do it? Yeah, Neil Torn. Neil Torn. Fantastic, um, right. Uh, Who runs that then? That was, Driven by Siroc, uh, Siroc, which is uh, C E R O C. Oh, so is that Giza Michael? Is that there's a guy? It's a guy called Michael. Yeah, I think it, I think I met him. Think, yeah. yeah, they do loads of dancing. Yeah, there's yeah. A Mike, the um, Eddie the Eagle does it. We always see him locally. Yeah, he's always there. He loves it. Yeah. But yeah, once you do it, I think you never 
you know, you never lose that mood. So, so. Do people go there on their own? So it's not a case yeah. if you have to go it's there. Totally right, so people feel safe, secure. Right. You know, it's no like perverts there. You know. Um. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I want to <laughs> shame they can't say that about everywhere. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, what, 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 if people want, so it would be, would you say it's a good way to keep fit or what's the main bit? Is it a fitness thing? Would you have to be fit when you started or is it a thing you could get fit doing? You could probably get fit doing it. You know? Even I? Mean, I? You know. It, With this felt, fed, fed, fed. <clears throat> it's for everyone. Everyone that wants to, you know, I think every girl wants to dance. And, and the blokes don't really support that, you know? Every yeah. girl would dance yeah, yeah, in relationships. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, it's just a, for well-being, uh, healthy, sociable, yeah. and just gives you something to look forward to. Yeah. You know, and we've been stripped of that for a, a year now. So, it'll come back, it'll come back in abundance, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the first male, this is true, First boy in Sheldon School to get a dance qualification. Really? Yeah. Wow. What ballroom dancing? Well, there was a bit of ballroom, but yeah. then I changed my um, the trousers. No, my goodness, there's children watching this. Math, ladies and gentlemen, math for mayor, nightmare. Yeah. Where are we? Are we we still. Yeah, brilliant. Is that I good? You, that I, good? I hope you haven't missed anything. How long was it? Half an hour. Do you anything you actually want to say? Um, so I've not really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you can say that. <laughs> you can say that. Um, nothing. Oh, I love it. I love, love that. If you can get some clips of that dancing thing, that'd be yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. That'd be superb. Yeah. Right, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the yeah, one from awesome. Matt. Oh, thanks yeah. for having me. It's no, thank a, you. Thank you very experience. much. Love to the family. We could go on for like another well, two or three Well, we are going to put your clips in regularly, aren't we? Man About Town. We're yeah. going to do a new sort of uh, thing where, because Matt travels around, he's going to do broadcasts or, or recordings from the various towns around uh, England and wherever else he is. And just give us a... We're, we're going to put a few of his sketches. Um, sketches? Yeah, uh, we've done those. We've done those. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I've got a, with Keith, you know, yeah, Keith, he's, yeah. uh, he's brilliant. Genius. Yeah. Mr. Larry. Keith. It's hilarious, man. Your yeah. stuff's great. Well, um, people check it out. We're going to put it on this. Um, Suzanne, she just, she just... Do you take you down to a place by the river? Yeah. You can watch the boats go by. You can... Can you spend the night beside her? Does she ever feed you tea and oranges? Ladies oh, and gentlemen, sorry, sorry, Suzanne, Suzanne. Leonard <laughs> Cohen, <coughs> turning in his grave. Yeah. Right. Nice one, brother. We will see you soon. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Take it easy, guys. Thank you out there. Go safe. Cheers. Bye. Thank you. Good evening, everybody, and welcome uh, back to uh, Can Do for our another one of our interviews up here in the studio. Today, I'm really pleased to be joined by an old friend, a young old friend, okay? His name's Lee Butler, but he's performing under the name Autumn Boy. (laughs) Welcome, Lee. Hey, good to see you. Yeah, you too, brother. So, Lee, first of all, we need to get this straight, right? We've known each other forever, probably more than 10 years. It has been. Which is like 
definitely more than half your life. Well, um, almost half your nearly, life. Nearly, nearly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, so I've met, I've known you in many incarnations, if that's the correct word. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, which is, first of all, a bass player in an eyeballs out deathcore metal band. Sure. Right, <laughs> raging and screaming and like sort of putting all that young thing, and then moving on to I know I know you play guitar, um, but you were the first member of that band to actually say. I really love doing this, guys, but this is not what I want to do for myself. Mm. All right. Yeah. So at quite an early age, you moved on and you uh, you went solo and started doing your own and producing your own music. Mm. All right, in conjunction with them, um, other um, collaborators. Um, so t tell me about the how did you arrive at that? Because that was quite a it was quite a big step to take. Yeah. To be honest, like I think that um, when I first started making music in the first place, I really just wanted to express myself. Um, and it just so happened that I ended up becoming a solo artist. Like I didn't even mean to, to be honest, like it, I, I just found the whole emo rap thing online and I was like, yeah, I could do that. I've got a Mac. <laughs> like, so I just started kind of making beats and stuff and making it happen. But like in terms of the whole process of going from bands and that, it was like, I, ended up joining bands and just doing whatever was going on. Cause like, I mean, I picked bass because it looks the easiest and then slowly got better at music as I went from there. And so I was at the musical whims of everyone else within like, you know, that first project that I was in and just happened to be deathcore. And I ended up really liking deathcore anyway. But um, as it went through all of it, it came to an accumulative peak of me realizing that like, oh, I came to, you know, came to faith. Um, and became a Christian and um, a lot of the lyrics were really you know quite dark and aggressive and I wanted to just take a step back and kind of um, I kind of came to a point where I was like I need to make sure that the the message and everything that I'm putting out is um, is going to coincide well with my faith my beliefs and um, you know what to find a way to communicate comfortably yeah exactly in your own voice not someone else's a hundred percent and that's one of the reasons why i've like you know i've only been in one proper band since then um where i was the vocalist and i had the like the soul voice and all of it and since then a bit um end up just doing solo stuff whether it was just recording random songs or doing the whole autumn boy thing it's been um it's been mainly just because i'm very particular about what i want to say and um, having a creative outlet is something that I don't want to be stifled, you know? Yeah. No, I, I totally understand that. And I think that, you know, it's a brave step, but it's also, if you want to be a solo artist, then you have to take responsibility for what you do. And it's, it's your thing. Yeah. And, you know, if anybody else is helping you, they're doing it the way you want it done. And mm. they're adding what you want. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah? That's, that's 100%. So you're controlling the message in that. So, uh, yeah, I, I totally get that. All right. Uh, I mean, uh, so I've seen you in many guises, bass playing, uh, you know, on vocals at the, at the, you know, I mean, I think one of the one of the best gigs I ever remember is, I think might be the last time that Roads to Nowhere played in Gloucester at the Brunswick, and Tim couldn't make it, and you stood in on vocals, and you hadn't been in the band for like three years. Yeah, it had been a minute. But it was just mind blowing. It was crazy. You just came back and you just slotted straight back in because it's like in your muscle memory yeah definitely uh, 100% like I'm I as much as I'm doing the whole sad boy e emo rapper thing now like I really 
I really, really miss playing in heavy bands so much. <laughs> it's really great being able to scream your lungs out with the band. Absolutely, yeah. There's um, there's something that's very cathartic about like you know doing that and absolutely like owning a stage, you know. So, tell us a little bit more, um, because you obviously the journey that you've been on, uh, so you've you've mutated through you've went through a phase of doing a lot of um, spoken performance poetry. Mm, yeah, yeah. All right, but I know that the musical instruments and whatever you've come back into your sets now, yeah, and you've like really sort of opened it up a bit. So basically, you do what you want. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. it's um, it's one of those things. I, it was when I was about um between the ages of eighteen and twenty, I found the band Being Is an Ocean, and they had like spoken word poetry in their stuff, and I was like, yo, that's really cool. I want to do that. <laughs> like, um, and so from there, I ended up just kind of going cool i'm just gonna say things in an emotional manner and call it poetry and see what happens and i think that um you know poetry and like you know expression and stuff like that is is as vast a thing that it could maybe be called poetry <laughs> um and so it ended up kind of going from there and to be honest it's one of those things where it's been really nice because it's been there when it's needed to be and it's been like a part of my arsenal as an artist and when it doesn't need to be then it doesn't need to be like i don't feel like i have to force it into well, songs and that isn't it isn't that exactly it the, yeah. the, the 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 real power of um of all yeah, all the strings that you've got to your bow that you can do you can bring whatever you wish to bear yeah um but it's your choice mm, absolutely right? and you don't have to justify it you don't have to explain it you just got to do it yeah, it's um, it's been an interesting one because actually I've got like um, nearly an entire record of stuff written that's n none of it's out yet. Um, that is uh, like it it pertains more to conventional pop song structure. And as I wrote those things, I was like, dang, this really like it. None of it needs poetry in it. As much as I really love that stuff, and I'm kind of like, man, I would really like to do more of that. It's like it's just I've kind of gone off in a direction where it's like yeah. and but my last record almost every single song had um, had poetry on it so it's I guess what is needed and also just how I want to express because I feel like I don't know like there's a um, a presumption a lot of the time over um, over different types of vocals i would say that the best way to express yourself is through singing um and i i think that's more in a mainstream sort of light at least um but like in as i've gone into more underground styles of music and learned to express myself more i found that sometimes singing really is the best way to do it but sometimes i need to scream it and sometimes i need to um i need to be able to say it in a spoken word sort of poetry-esque way and yeah, I, I don't know. It's um, it makes me really excited that I am able to do that because then when I have a piece and it like flows in and out like out of these different parts, well, you can go into everything, can't you? Yeah, it's like I I listen back. It's like my most recent single that I'm gonna be um dropping this month. Um, I listen back to it and I'm like, yo, this it, I've said this in a way that it's exactly the way that I wanted to say it. If that makes sense. Um and. It delves into a couple of different things. There's no poetry in this one, but like hearing it back, I'm like, yo, like this is exactly how I wanted to put it out there and I'll hear it and it almost like touches in with my soul, you know, of like, wow, that's how I felt, you know? I don't know. So, I mean, obviously you've finished studying now. Yes. 
okay and like um, I mean obviously I know you're living, living and working locally um, but uh, you know what's the what's the scenario going forward I mean obviously we need to come out of lockdown and we need to yeah. you know I mean the, the whole industry has been devastated you know venues bands you know all the people that however and what they've been doing um, so I mean what's your plan to go back to that you know if you're if able well in terms of just like music and everything like that, I really want to, well, when lockdown has, um, you know, stopped and we're at back to some sort of semblance of normalcy, um, I would love to be able to be playing shows again. I'm working with a booking agent now and I'm working with a label for new releases. So I'm really excited about being able to do that. And <clears throat> hopefully I'll just be able to tour as much as possible before, um, before going on to, um, you know, whatever might the next step sort of be, like going up to the next level. I don't know. Maybe I'll end up just doing this like this for a while because realistically, what I care about the most is being able to reach people with a message, just share my faith with people and let them know that it's okay to feel the things that they're feeling like. And so whatever level I do that on, I'm, I'm stoked. You've been on this mad journey I've seen you grow from a sort of a bright, interesting young lad, all right, into a big man, okay. Um, and uh, but I've seen you grow as an artist. I've seen you sort of, you know, get to know yourself more, get to be be more aware of what you're capable of, and develop the confidence that helps you like sort of kick doors down. Yeah. Metaphorically speaking, of, of course. course. Right? <laughs> Don't just come into every situation. Come walk in a cat door. <laughs> If you, can, if you kick a door down for an entry, then do it. That's right. Um, but um, yeah, I, I just, I just want to say uh, what a pleasure it's been for me to see you grow in that way. Thank you. All right, um, uh, and to um, and have all those amazing musical memories hmm. that we've got tours and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, that we can't go into now. Cause <laughs> if right? Maybe well, next time. What happens on tour stays on tour. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, so I just want to say massive thank you for coming in and sharing your work with us.